0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're Dent into DC's DFS Challenge with Dan Mader and Chris Pinto
1: from the worldwide sports radio network
0: hello everyone and welcome to the show the dc's dfs challenge show here at 9:30 on the worldwide sports radio network wwsrn also to you by belly of fantasy sports as always i'm your host dan mader joined here with a new host for today's show we'll quickly mention chris pinto is no longer with the company CDG, CDG. at belly Up fantasy so he is moving on to other things that he's going to be doing we wish him all the luck in his endeavors there but joining me today's show is mr mba dfs expert himself and also draft expert we may see him on the md's fantasy football show when we return on march 19th mr christopher dowhauer how are you doing today chris
2: doing pretty good how about
0: yourself Doing really good. Happy to have you on the show. We'll see if this continues into something more after this or not. But we got a jam-packed show for you guys here today. Of course, like every single week, what we do is we go over your DFS lineups. Now the football season is over, so that means we're continuing on with the NBA season. And we're doing the contest, which you can always join for free, the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings. The link is in the comments below on Facebook and on Twitter at belly up fantasy or WWSRN for both Facebook and Twitter accounts. And what you can do is that if you join that free contest, which is going to be the seven o'clock PM games tomorrow, because there's seven games in that during that hour. So that's the tournament. We always go with the tournament for the hour. that has the most games for you to choose from. You can possibly become eligible, have your name in a drawing at the end of the month to win $100 at footballs.com presented by you, by Chaz Filardi, who will be on later in the show, along with Mikey Betts. We'll be talking about our Sunday bets in the second half of the show, like we always do. Do Now, before we get into our DFS lineups today and we try to win you some money starting off the bat with the DraftKings, I do want to let you guys know that today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. They are the best bo- with the men's below the waist grooming. Big news, though. Big news. Just released their new cologne scent to help you feel good and smell good all over and at all times. You knew smelling good could feel this good, too. Manscaped is trusted by over two million men worldwide. Join the movement for all your below-the-waist grooming needs. There's nothing worse than going to the club or trying to dance with a girl and all the sweat is building up and all of a sudden you feel that little odor coming out. Well, guess what? If you go with Manscaped, you can avoid all that and you can save 20% and get free shipping if you use the promo code BellyUpFantasy at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped.com when you use the promo code BellyUpFantasy. Look good, smell good, and feel good with Manscaped. Now we're going to try to see if we can get you to feel good by getting some money in your pocket with our DS FS lineups. We're going to start with our guest here, Chris Dale Hauer. We're going to break it down. Like we always do we go through the lineup cards, talk about our analysis, talk about our price values and see what we come up with and see if we can't get you a winner. And you'll be able to compete against us. If you hit that link in the comments below, which is a free tournament. Again, make sure you join that. So Chris looking at those games tomorrow at the seven o'clock hour for Sunday, and there was seven games. Like I mentioned before, what were some of the plays that you came up with?
2: Um, I think one of the ones that jumped out to me right off the bat was a point guard, Dennis Smith jr. Um, Detroit has, is going to have right tomorrow? Um, that means there's going to be opportunity for Dennis Smith jr. To actually get some good playing time for a change. Uh, we didn't get much of that in New York. And I think that he's got opportunity to play against Orlando that he can, he might be able to have a pretty nice game. Um, the last game he out, he had about 20 minutes played out there. Um, he was able to kind of knock down a couple of jump shots, get his assist up. I think this game might be his game that were with four thousand dollars, not a bad play.
0: Yeah, I like that quite a bit. It's a great value play right there. Like you said, DeLon Wright was uh, ruled out for this game earlier this afternoon, actually. We had that out on Belly Up Fantasy. You can always follow us along. We're always breaking news for basketball and hockey to keep you guys all up to date. That's fantastic value there at $4,000. I agree. The ball's going to be in his hands. There's a good chance he's going to get over 30 minutes in that case. Uh, and I'm, I'm with you on that one. I like that quite a bit. Let's keep it going.
2: All right. Um, the other game that kind of jumped at me is in the same game, actually, is going against the the other way is Evan Fournier. Um, Fournier had a nice little comeback game last game. He had about a forty, about forty-six points, I think, or DFS wise. Um, he is the primary playmaker for for Orlando right now, especially with their point guard situation. Carter Williams is playing, but when he when Fournier is around, he's usually the ball use balls usually in his hands. Plus, he's a scorer. Um, going against Detroit, that defense doesn't really have much of a defense, so he has opportunity to have a pretty nice game. I think.
0: I like that as well. I like that. Yeah, Fournier's been one of those guys where earlier in the season is kind of a punchline, kind of a joke, kind of in the fantasy industry. He's always that guy that you always think you're going to get value out of. But his legs have kind of come back over the past couple of weeks. As you've mentioned, he's been playing a little bit more consistent ball there. I like that move quite a bit.
2: I mean, with Terrence Ross stepped up and it was kind of a debatable play for me. But last game, Fournier showed he's a primary playmaker. So I think that's where we got the notch for him. Um, sticking to that game, kind of not to be the, you know a dead horse, but Mason Plumlee has been uh, quietly balling out the center position for a lot of people. And at $7,000 is an excellent value. I think um, you have an opportunity to get not only the rebounds and some of the scoring, but also a lot of block shots and add in a lot of assists, which is hard to get out of the Jokic at center position.
0: Yeah. I, Plumlee. I mean, he's always been one of the most underrated passers as a big man coming out. I like that quite a bit at $7,000. I actually did not catch my radar, and he probably should have. Uh, It'll be kind of interesting when we go back and forth. I think we're going to have very different lineups here, so that's going to be pretty good to go. Keep going. All
2: right. Um, Well, just to head on Plumlee real quick, one thing that really stepped out to me is over the last four games, he scored about the lowest he's had was 25 points last game, DFS-wise, and he had 50, 40, and 42. So that's a guy that, for value, is a great value, I think.
0: Yeah, especially a $7,000 in the center position. We talk about this all the time. Center position is really, really tricky when it comes to NBA DFS. I believe it's either got to go high or you have to go low. But finding a middle ground there is not always something that's available to do. Again, you know, when we're doing this, it's not like it's football Sunday, right, where you have all the games on Sunday are available to you. We have a select few games that we're, we're picking from in this one. That's why we go with the bigger ones, the, you know, the Sunday hours, whatever that winds up being. Uh, and getting a guy who actually has middle ground value, the center position and like Plumlee, who's going to get you assists, going to get you rebounds and is on a tear right now, as you've mentioned. Uh, yeah. I like that play quite a bit.
2: All right. Um, so going to the Sacramento Milwaukee game. I think the game's got a good chance to be pretty high scoring. And um, somebody who I think has quietly stepped over the last couple of games as well, stepped up, I'm sorry, over the last couple of games as well as uh, Bagley. Uh, Marcus Bagley has been able to only been playing about 20, 25 minutes. But he's averaging around a double double each game. He's been shooting the three more often. Um you got a you got an easy opportunity to get a double double there and maybe a couple of threes.
0: Yeah, This is the first player that you've mentioned that we both have in our lineups for this one And the $5,800 is a great value there. We still don't know if Holmes is going to play tomorrow. He is questionable uh, a little bit iffy there. They also have uh, what's his name is out too. I'm drawing a blank, but um, uh, Barnes is out. Uh-huh. He's he's out as well. So yeah, Bagley should be looking at maybe a few extra minutes than what he's normally doing. But to your point, this is a guy who's been on a tear as of late. You pointed out he's been averaging a double double he's been getting the minutes and again Against Milwaukee in this particular matchup. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see a ton of defense going either way. You could see a high scoring game. There could be a lot of sneaky value throughout this game. Bagley is one of the biggest ones for me. Uh, so, the first person that we've actually have in common thus far. Let's see if we can go.
2: Well, just going bailing off that point real quick. Um, yeah. I think that the fact that the minutes thing we were talking about, that's kind of why I pointed out he's only been playing about 20, 25 minutes a game. So, even with the homes coming back, it shouldn't affect him too much. Um, especially in this game where Brooke Lopez is, an, is more of a premier-oriented player. And I don't think Whiteside's going to see a lot of minutes in this game. So that's where you can see, make sure the back league gets some center time and power forward time. And as you pointed out, Barnes is out, so he should have an opportunity to make sure he's out there producing.
0: Well, to that point with Whiteside as well, he's starting in tonight's games. We have the back-to-back. Here's a pretty good chance with Whiteside, his point in his career. He may not plug in as many minutes tomorrow in the back-to-back. So that, that's actually a very good point there as well.
2: Uh, sticking to that game, I like Aaron Fox at the uh, guard position in this game. Um, one of the players at point guard that can actually get a triple double pretty, pretty often. Um, he had been in a little bit of scoring terror until more recently. The last two games, he had scored under 20 points, but you're kind of looking for that to kind of return for him. And against Milwaukee with no holiday, there's not a lot of defense going against him. He has opportunity to maybe have a big game for them and probably needs to have a big game for them to have the opportunity to win this game.
0: Yeah, I, another good point. I've, I'm noticing a trend with your lineup so far, and it's it's a lot of solid pieces. You're not overpaying in any one particular. You're not going over the top. And really, it hasn't been... I mean, you've had good values, but it hasn't been too many sleepers yet. It's, it's staying in a solid range so far, which is kind of interesting when you're talking about tournaments. So far, I think your lineup would killing head to head. Let's see if we can finish it up. See where we think it would be in a tournament because tournaments where it always gets interesting. Do you go for that jackpot and try to fill it out with sleepers? Do you try to stick solid all the way around? We'll compare it to, but obviously when you guys play us on, the, when you click on the links below, we'll find out because we're going to see that mine's a little bit different where I went a little bit higher and sleeper and we'll, Chris here will finish it out, his lineup in just a minute.
2: Sure. Um, and I, I, that's a great strategy. And that's a strategy that I go back and forth with as well. This particular matchup's coming up on um, Sunday. I just looked at a lot of opportunities where it seems a lot of players have a, a chance to definitely get double-doubles and maybe have a chance to get triple-doubles. So I'm kind of betting on somebody hits more so than just going for that um, the, the big names, um, like Harden, um, and then making sure that I'm trying to plug in like the hope of the sleepers. Uh, my next one is kind of a sleeper in a little bit, is uh, City Osman in the Oklahoma City-Cleveland game. Uh, Oklahoma City is a team that doesn't really play any defense. I think they're 30th right now in opponent ranking. Um, and Osmond's getting his playing time right now with Prince is going to be out again. He's a, he's a ball handler. Uh, they don't they have Garland playing point guard, but he doesn't really get to have the assist. That usually winds up being Osmond playing one point forward. Being that he can play the three and a four, um, gives a little flexibility. And in that game against Oklahoma City, um, you're going to see probably an opportunity for them him get maybe 20 points 24 between 20 25 points or so and maybe six or seven assists and maybe four or five rebounds so i think that's a nice little play there i agree and then to round it off um i well a couple two more i actually have um chris middleton is my utility player um been a little bit of a slump scoring wise lately but when he does become the more primary playmaker usually he has He does pretty well for them. Um, He scores about 20, gets around six or seven assists, always getting around seven or eight rebounds. In this game particularly, I think Milwaukee might uh, beat Sacramento regular handily, and I think as a result, maybe you see Middleton head on the ball a little more than Giannis. Not that Giannis won't do his, but I think you might see Middleton quietly have a big game, maybe even be one of the um, top producers in that game.
0: Well, yeah, look, Milwaukee puts the beat down Sacramento, which should be at least within the cards, right? Then, yeah, Middleton, second half, how much are you going to play Giannis if you're up, let's say, 15, possibly 20 at that point, which is a real possibility heading into this game? And to your point, with Chris Middleton being in that slump, it could be a very good opportunity to try to get him go. Cause they need him go. That's what they can kind of get Chris well. Middleton going with Giannis at some point. Milwaukee's not really looking at going down the stretch. They have to get Middleton going. If they really want to be the team that they need to be. So I kind of like where you're coming from on that. And it's going to be a contrarian play because of the slump that he's been in as of late too.
2: And just to point out, they played some tough defenses. I mean, he matched up against Toronto has actually players that can match up with him in this game. In Sacramento, without Harrison Barnes, there's not a whole lot of wing players on that Kings team that can match up with them.
0: No, there's really not.
2: And then finally, my last play, talking about a player who's been in a little bit of a slump, but getting more playing time and should get some good playing time in this game is Michael Porter Jr. Um, I like him at the small forward position. He can play in a powerful position. I had the opportunity to kind of flex guys with Osman. Um, but it's an opportunity for a guy that I think is going to have a, could probably get 10 rebounds, maybe more. Um, but then also be able to. He's been scoring a little bit more lately. They're probably going to play a little bit more small ball, particularly to match up with the speed. Jokic is going to have his, he always does. But I don't think um, Collins is a great matchup for Porter. I think Porter's ability to get kind of the rim on him. I'm sorry, get to the rim on him with the, on him and be able to stretch the field, or stretch the court. I think you're going to see a hard time for um, Atlanta actually being able to keep him out of the paint and maybe keep off the free throw line. I think Porter has a quietly nice big game. And one of the games we've been kind of expecting since we drafted him early in the season, or we're looking to take him early in the season, I should say.
0: Yeah, I have my redraft. And again, this is the the second player that we do have as the same. He's in my utility spot, $5,900. Atlanta's 23rd against the position. The backcourt right now of Denver is all banged up. So I think there's a real chance we're going to see Michael Porter Jr. have the ball in his hands quite a bit more in this game as one of the primary ball handlers. He has, while he's been, it's been, Frustrating, especially as a Michael Porter Jr. fan. So he's had him in his redraft fantasy to watch this slow start to the season. But over the past few games, especially the last two games, 28 fantasy points, 32 fantasy points on DraftKings coming off of 20 point 22 point and seven rebound performance against Cleveland a couple of days ago, the minutes is what has gotten me. We're suddenly we're seeing him get to 30 minutes plus at a more consistent rate. That's why I was looking at him. And at $5,900, a guy who we talked about, you talk about this double doubles tomorrow. We guys are looking for a guy who has serious double, double potential at $5,900 to me is a steal. And that's why, that's why we both have Bagley and Michael Porter jr. in our lineups. Now those are my only two middle players. I went drastically all kinds of different ways. First and foremost, we got Kevin Durant. He's out. We know that tomorrow. James Harden's been on fire ever since they realized, hey, you know what, Kyrie, you need to go ahead and take a backseat there, bud, because when it comes to actually handling the ball, yeah, James Harden's way better than you are. So since then, Harden's been just letting it rain. And I don't know. I don't know if you can win a tournament tomorrow without having a James Harden in your lineup, because this guy is putting up 50, 68, 72, 62 fantasy points the last four games, the lowest one being 54, coming off against the Lakers, where he had 23 points and five rebounds. That That was his poor game. And you're going up this week against the Clippers, which they don't really have. Patrick Beverly, fine, whatever. You don't really have the guards to be able to stick with a James Harden. The offense is going to flow through him without KD like it has been. It's going to be all Harden all day long. So I went up with the price tag there. He's $10,600. So he better at least get your 60 fantasy points, yes. But I think there's a pretty good chance that he does that, being that it's just going to be pretty much him and Kyrie for the most part. I'm going to skip to my power forward position because it's within the same game. I went with Jeff Green here. Again, KD out. They're going to lean on Jeff Green at that position to do what he does. I mean, he's been a very nice piece for this team all season long. He fits that offense really well there with Steve Nash, kind of acts as their little Boris Dial. He's a guy who can hit some threes for you. He's going to get some rebounds for you. If he catches fire at the right time, this is a guy who has the capability of dropping 40 fantasy points for you at a guy who's only priced at $5,200 overall. So I stuck with him in the same game as well. He's coming off a bad performance against the Lakers. it's why I think he could be a nice contrarian play heading into this matchup against the Clippers because not a lot of people are going to be looking his way. But don't forget the game before that against Phoenix, He dropped 35 fantasy points. Is he hit or miss? Yes, but we're talking about tournament play. We're talking about you're going to have to take chances, and that's why I kind of like Jeff Green there. I don't know if you have something for that.
2: I I, I like Jeff Green. I think he's been a solid play. My only concern with him is the matchup against the Clippers. Um, With Morris being able to kind of do what he does, I think he might not have the big game that you're looking for because Green usually has a good game when people forget about him. But he has a nice floor. That part I think is a nice solid play, definitely.
0: That that is a that is a very fair point. And I figured you have something to say because also the Clippers are the number one team against the power forward position of which Jeff Green is going to be playing. So there is a lot of risk here, but you're taking a guy who has the ability to get hot. Now, the other guy who I think is I paid up for because I believe he's going to be handling the ball a lot because Lowry's going to be out. That's Fred Van Fleet against Philadelphia tomorrow at 8200 dollars I was mad at myself, I believe it was a couple of weeks ago, when he dropped 50. And I was... I meant to put him in my lineup. I wanted to put him in my lineup. And I didn't. I went away from him. And all I could, just wanted to kick myself. And I'm looking for an excuse to play him ever since. No Larry. The main ball hander is going to be Van Fleet in this game. And we don't think Ben Simmons is going to play tomorrow. He's probable for Monday. He's questionable for tomorrow. It leads me to believe that they might wait till Monday for Ben Simmons to come back from the illness. Meaning I will take... Van Fleet against Seth Curry all day long, every day when it comes to that. So I love Van Fleet heading into that matchup. That's why I want to pay up for him. He's another guy who has the opportunity to drop you a minimum. His floor has been a minimum of 35 points, but a guy who definitely has a ceiling of plus 50 heading into this matchup. So this is where we have to get into a little more sleepers. And I'm looking around and I go back to the Denver Atlanta game. And I wind up falling on Cam Reddish. Now it's a great matchup here against Denver. They're 25th against the small forward position. Cam Reddish has been playing more minutes lately, and he is, you know, compared to Herder, Kevin Herder, there he he's just more efficient when he actually gets to shoot the shoot the ball. He's just more efficient in those ways. I think they're going to have to lean on him. I think this is going to be a very high scoring game between Denver and Atlanta in this matchup. And he has been plugging the minutes away. The last four games, his lowest minute total has been 28. 31 34 36 his fantasy points have been 25 26 29 30 for a guy who's at forty-nine hundred dollars, i'm going to take my chance that cam reddish is able to keep this thing going i would be curious to hear your thoughts on that one
2: i mean i think cam reddish has been a solid play lately i do i am concerned about the log jam the position um gallo's been getting a lot more time um you see like you said herder it's going to be an interesting game to kind of see how Denver kind of matches up to. Do they go more guard oriented and play three guards, and will that be a game that he can kind of be out in the, on the court, or is this something he get kind of he kind of has to maybe play the four? Um, but it'll be interesting to see how he kind of matches up in that game. But I do like his upside. He I mean, he has been on a little bit of a tear lately.
0: Yeah, and I agree with all that, and I think that's why he's priced at $4,900, which is why he comes in the value for me because of those concerns that you mentioned. We already talked about Bagley. Let's go to – I'm going to mess up his first name, but Dort from Oklahoma City against Cleveland Lugendis. Lugens, Lugens, Something like that. $5,100 on paper, not a great go matchup. What's that?
2: Just go with Lou. Lou just go Dort. with
0: Lou. I, I'll take your advice on that. We'll just go with Lou. This is a guy over the last four games. He only had one bad game. That was Memphis. He only has 16 fantasy points in that game. Other than that, this guy has been plugging over 35 minutes a game. He has been plugging over 32 fantasy points. Each one of these games as well. He's priced at $5,100. This is a guy that I think no one's been talking about. Who's performing really, really well. And again, Because of the lineup, because I paid up for guys like Harden, I paid up for guys like Van Fleet. I'm looking to fill out other places, $5,100 for a guy who's been not only getting the minutes, but consistently been performing, consistently getting about 20 points a game. I felt pretty good about going with Dor here in my extra guard position. Now, here's the one. Go
2: ahead. I was just going to say, first of all, I think the Van Fleet play is a fantastic play. That was my biggest debate in picking my lineup this week. but I also would say the door is the smart one where he's he's a stat stuffer. He gets steals, he gets rebounds, he scores a little bit, he knocks a couple threes down. Next thing you know, like you said, you have 20, 30 points on the on the board and you don't realize that happens. That's why this gets talked about a lot.
0: Exactly. I Yes, pre- I we're, we're good. You're making me feel good about this lineup. Let's keep it going, though, because this next guy, because we were talking about Michael Porter Jr. in the utility. So the last guy that I have to really talk about here, I was eh, feel a little queasy on. He's only $4,300 It's ultimately why I wound up going with him. And there is a rule when it comes to DFS right now. And frankly, there's a rule when it comes to betting right now in the NBA in general. And that is you play everybody you can against Brooklyn because they're not going to play defense. You, you bet the over when there's it. a Brooklyn game. So that is what I went with in this one. And I wound up going with Luke Kennard at $4,300 against Brooklyn here to kind of round this thing out again, last two games and primarily what I'm looking at here now, it's been a little while since the Clippers have played, but the last two games, he's been about 28, 30 minutes a game. So the playing time has been there. He's gotten about 2023 20, fantasy points in those games, getting double digit points, getting about four rebounds. He has the ability to get hot. If he, And against Brooklyn, it's probably one of the best matchups he's had all year with solid minutes. Again, $4,300. You're looking for somebody to come in and just at least give you, you know, 20-plus fantasy points to kind of round out that roster and make sure you don't wind up having a dud in your lineup. I just love the matchup here against Brooklyn and the minutes he's been playing recently, hoping that continues tomorrow. So Luke Kennard didn't feel great about it, but looking at the value there and what little money I had left over, felt like it was probably the best way to go.
2: I think Luke Kennard is a fantastic play, actually. I, as another person, you were talking about being fleet. That was kind of my debate. Did I want to go up, upgrade from Luke Kennard or stick Luke Kennard? Um, I think he's got a great floor. And lately he's been playing, and Paul George came back last game, and he still played and still got his numbers. So I think that's a good promising sign. He's kind of filling in that uh, the old what Lou Williams used to be role. Uh, um yeah. So I think that's where you have an opportunity to kind of see him get his and he he plays pretty consistently. Like you said, he's got the ball in his hands. He can knock down threes. He can score. And he's been he's been balling out
0: lately. Well, that that was the big key for me was that when Paul George came back, he was still in the rotation. He didn't disappear. He didn't go back to, you know, 14 minutes, which is kind of what we had seen him be. For a decent part of the season thus far, and he didn't go back to that. He seems like he's kind of worked his way into a steady amount in the rotation, at least at least for now. Even with Paul George and Lab, that would make me feel confident about going ahead and pulling the trigger on him. So again, make sure you guys go ahead check out the free link to the DC's DFS Challenge Tournament on DraftKings. It's on Twitter, at Belly Up Fantasy, at WWSRN. It's on Facebook, on the Belly Up Fantasy Sports page, on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network page. All you got to do is click it, free to join. And if you beat us, if you beat everybody who joins the tournament, your name will go into a pot that will be drawn from and be eligible for the February giveaway. And... This is, I was going to say this last, this is not the last week. Next Sunday, next Saturday will be the last week for the February giveaway. We've only had one winner so far. He's won back-to-back week. Mickey Katz 12 has won back-to-back. So he's going to have two, two cards in there for the, for, um, to be drawn from. And that's the other thing you got to keep playing. If you keep winning more of your names will go into the pot. Better chances for you to win 100 ChampionshipFootballs.com, and these—I mean—I'll have Chaz talk about it in a little bit. But these are really beautiful footballs, beautiful souvenirs that every sports fan would like to have. So here's what we're going to do: we're going to go to a quick break, come back on the other side. We'll have Mikey bets for you, we'll have Chaz Flaherty for you. We're going to talk about our bets for Sunday to help you guys win some more money on your Sunday lazy day, fun day, whatever everybody likes to call it, whatever. We'll be right back on the Worldwide Sports Network after this.
1: You're you're, you're listening to the
0: Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is DC's DFS Challenge on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. You are listening to the DC's DFS Challenge show on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. WWSRN also presents you by... Belly Up Fantasy Sports, and I'm joined here today with Chris Dowhower. We just went over the first half hour for the NBA DFS for tomorrow's tournament, and we were hyping it up the whole time about what you could possibly win, which is championshipfootballs.com, which is this man, Mr. Chaz Fulardi. Chaz, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well. It was actually a very, very good day for me, and I'm excited about getting to see the last two periods of hockey.
0: <laughs> I saw you tweeted out about that. Uh, we got, well, we're going all the way up to midnight hockey. You betting on that game? You're going to see what we well, are on the West well, Coast. It's, it's easy it, for you it, to stay up.
1: It's the first period. It was one nothing after one, and the ice was slush. And it was uh, – I don't know if you guys have ever been to Tahoe, but Tahoe, is, it really is. I tell people, if, if you don't believe in God, you probably haven't been to Tahoe because it's, <laughs> it's hard to go to Tahoe and not believe in God. It's that incredibly beautiful. And you saw just a glimpse of it, but – It's winter, so it's thirty degrees, twenty-eight degrees, but the sun could be warm and the sun and the ice, of course, was in the sun. And it was hard to watch the game. I don't know, you know, I I don't know if they're pulling cars up and parking all the cars around the field like they did growing up. I don't know how they're handling it, but they're gonna start up at nine o'clock my time, midnight east coast.
0: And see, that's why you play games like that indoors. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs>
1: yeah. And they they they've done this before and they've had some issues. This one was really cool, though. I mean, the mountains in the back are, you got to, che- you know, you guys, will, you know, still be up, I would imagine, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I got I to check see. it out.
1: It, it was so wild, though. Of course, you won't get the view like today they'll show it though but today you can see the mountains it was just it was just really really pretty but no i had a good day and you know i i wake up saturday morning and i kind of look at the board and i see who i like and uh, normally i don't look at it friday night college football is totally different for me than college basketball college basketball there's just so many games that you could overthink it so i just i'm trying to find guys teams that are winning for me and they continue to win. So San Diego State and those have been the teams I've been hopping on. They've been doing well for me.
0: Yeah. We talked about this before, how I love the parlay bet college basketball. Find four teams at about minus 400 odds. Put a parlay together and get some nice winners. And most of the time, to your point about there being so many games, it's college teams you never heard of. You look down and you see, like, oh, it's Presbyterian, South Baptist from who knows where. It, you, you know what? This is team. really...
1: This is really weird that you're mentioning those schools because I almost today, the world's so screwed up that I thought we need some prayer. So I almost put a four-teamer with St. Francis, St. Peter's, St. John's, and and I think the Methodists that you mentioned. I was going to go for it, a religion parlay, you know. Uh, I, I didn't pull the trigger, and I think St. Peter let me down. I think they got whacked. <laughs>
0: Oh, same for the Catholics. <laughs> you guys, bet! I want you guys to know that when you bet with Belly Up Fantasy, you're betting with BUSR. They're a fantastic international sports book that allows you to place bets from anywhere at any time. You have horse racing, casino games, and all of your favorite sports. BUSR has all the action you could want with fast, secure payouts. So for a limited time only, go click the link busrcom slash fantasy Found our website at BellyUpFantasySports.com or on our social media accounts at Belly. Belly Up Fantasy to receive a 20% sign-up bonus of up to $500. That's up to $500 of free money to begin winning with now. So again, go check it out. Click the link busr.com slash Belly Fantasy today. And for those of you wondering, where's Mikey Betts at? He messaged me, and actually, I think he just came in right now. He's going to say he's going to be a few minutes late. I think we can go ahead and get him into the show. Maybe the blank screen of the Mikey Betts.
1: It's hard working the board, man. That's why I love Saturday nights. I just show up. I just got to be here. I know what I'm going to talk about anyway, because I did it all day. But I don't have to think of any buttons or clicking or anything.
0: (laughs) It's the beauty of always hosting a Mikey Betts. How are you doing? What's up, guys? Well, it's been a couple of weeks, right? Were you here last? You weren't here last week.
3: I was not here last week, but I am here this week and I'm ready to rock and roll. How's everybody doing today?
0: Doing fantastic. I'll I'll speak. We're just talking about the, uh, the outside hockey game there. And Chaz was giving us the breakdown uh, on the uh, slush appeal of that game. If that's what you want to call it Mm -hmm. right now. Now, of course, when we bring you guys onto the show in the second half hour, we want to talk about, you know, betting for Sunday because we want to win people money. Are we, we just did Chris and I did our DFS lineup cards, but we want to win money for people from every single angle. Mikey, we'll start with you when you're looking through tomorrow's matchup and, and you know, when we talk about this, like we talk about the nBA but you guys can talk about whatever you want because whatever bets you're looking for, Mikey, I know you in particular are very heavy on the nBA betting, yes, sir. what are you looking at for tomorrow?
3: Well, I'm going to hammer the Knicks minus two point five I'm going to hammer over fifteen and a half points for r j. Barrett, and uh I like the total over uh two oh eight for the Knicks. At or the Timberwolves at the Knicks. Um I'm really liking the Knicks lately, where they're headed, and uh they're surprising. You, but you
1: you said that before, right? I was I, about
3: to say that. I well, yes, I better. I I bet him
1: one time because of a post you made.
3: Yeah, and they they won. There you go. There you go. I mean, yeah, Mikey's I'm telling you. Mike has been
0: hammering the Knicks for for whatever one reason or another. I feel like almost all season long. Dude,
3: look at them. They got Tibbs. Everybody everybody underrates Tibbs. They got. uh R.J. Barrett, who his field goal percentage is not always high, but he's he plays with really? heart, dude. And then you got Julius Randle, who's a man's man, dude. He, he He's a bully. He puts up the same stats as A.D. and nobody's talking about it. And that's what pisses me off. It's like, dude, he's having a great season. Their, their record's not showing it as much, but it's better than last record for the Knicks, you know?
0: So... Mikey, are you a Bulls fan or a Knicks fan, man? I mean, Uh, I
3: I, I literally, I I got the Bulls tat on my back. Second, I'm a Bulls, or I'm a Knicks fan second. And I've always gotten stuff for it since I was a kid. And like, like, how can you be a Bulls and a Knicks fan? I'm like, I like the jerseys, man. So.
1: Yeah, well, now when I was a kid, there were some serious games there would be like an eighty-two seventy-eight game with two ejections between those two teams. Oh yeah,
3: it was all defense. That's when you when going to the rim you risk uh losing your life. That's you know? right, right. So I really do like the Knicks though, and then I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna throw some peanuts on the Thunder because uh I really like Sexton, but he's he's on and off with his games, and he he was really inconsistent. And I feel like with uh the way that the Thunder have been playing, you know, they're 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 always expected to lose the games, but somehow they're always against the spread. Uh, they're always up against the spread and um, I'm going to hammer the thunder. Uh, unfortunately, my steel play, I w- would always put some peanuts on uh, uh Drummond, but <laughs> they're not playing the guy. So I would always put over 11.5 rebounds or 12.5 rebounds, but he's not playing. So I can't even do it. Um,
0: and then the pel- something we talk about a lot on this show, because usually like to go with bets and fantasy and stuff like that. Yeah. But, That should be a fun speculation thing. And I'm going to flip this over to Chris. Where, where do you think Drummond might wind up? I mean,
2: everybody's talking about Toronto. I don't know what necessarily they need to do cap wise to make that happen, but that seems to me the most obvious move. If he gets bought out, they say Brooklyn.
3: Um, I Should hope so. He trades
2: for him, but it is a lot of money. So that's the two teams that I pretty
3: much been hearing about. Chris, why did you just say he's going to go to Brooklyn? Because <laughs> that's what they say
2: if he gets bought out. He's oh, going to go.
3: Why did you just say that, dude? Oh. <laughs> that they
0: would were... be. Oof. You want to talk about betting the overs? You already want to bet the over with Brooklyn. I mean, it would be, it would be just it would be easy money almost every night.
3: They're finally kicking. They're finally like they they were starting out so slow, trying to f- figure out who's handling what, who's going to handle the ball. But now, dude, they're on fire. Do you see them against the Lakers the other day? The, the, we were just
0: we were talking about this in the first half hour. The key has been they finally said, you know what? And whether they worked it out between the players, the coaches, whatever the case may have been, Kyrie, you are the two guard. You do not bring yes. up the ball. You just you go out there, you shoot, you be a playmaker when it comes to you. Let the offense throw through James Harden. All of a sudden, since then. It's been clicking nonstop. What,
2: what happened really? in Cleveland? That's yeah. what happened in Cleveland.
0: Yeah, exactly. exactly <laughs> so, so
1: you, you mentioned Cleveland and, and you mentioned the Thunder January. Guess what happened in January? What happened? That was the last time Cleveland covered a game. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm, they haven't covered a
1: game in the whole month of February. And we're getting to the end now. They're in ten games in the February. They haven't covered one time. I look for stuff like that because, you know what? I'm not a basketball guy. I look for opportunities. That's what I do. And when, uh, when I come on the show, I'm not going to be talking about, you know, any kind of, of player props, but that's the beauty of what you guys do. You could have a team like the Knicks. You might have three plays on them in the mm-hmm. game and they, they don't, something happens and they don't win. They don't cover whatever the case may be, but you hit those other plays. Cause you had so many points. You had so many rebounds. Maybe you had a team total. You end up going three and one on the game. And guess what? You made money. You moved to the next game.
3: As long as you're making money, that's really all that matters, you know. And and, and that that's the best part. But last night I didn't make it uh, money on my parlay. Uh, I missed one. It was a five team parlay, and they were all player props. And uh, my Patrick Williams over five and a half rebounds missed. I had the over on the assist for Zach, the points, the the points for Wendell Carter and Joel Embiid, who had a fifty burger yesterday.
1: Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Oh man, that. that guy. If you guys want, if you guys want to put some money on him to be MVP. I know the Le- Lebron's a front runner right now, but in a couple months, give it. If that ben guy
0: can actually uh, stay healthy the entire time, that's talk. what I'm saying. Yes,
3: yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I got I got to tell you, you, mentioned you mentioned
1: the uh, Brooklyn, right? And the, uh, Chris and I, we've talked about it with the with the overs, you know, and how they're going overs. Well, the the uh, the last night I had a game. I, I got to tell you what happened with this game. All right, I had the. S- second half over mm-hmm. and I I needed I needed so many points and there was no way I was going to win this game and I'm trying to remember who it is oh it was Utah and the Clippers so you know I like the second halves and I'll, I'll hop on an over so I hopped on the over second half and it's 26-22 after 3 so it's 48 points but I'm already chasing 8 points and all of a sudden they go on a flurry and then they slow it down and, and, and I, I, I wish I could I should have. I was so worried about tomorrow that I think about yesterday because I I cashed a ticket. But there was like 27 seconds left and I needed 12 points. (laughs) They got 16 (laughs) points. It was amazing. They they not only covered, I got to turn the game off with seven seconds left because I had already won.
3: Yeah, screw it. It was
1: amazing. And that's the reason why I won that one. But that's the reason why basketball will kill you. Those last two minutes just take forever. And the stuff that happens, and, and a couple of the guys, one guy hit threes. Cause you saw the other day when um I hit that overtime with Golden State with the team total over because they went into overtime. If mm-hmm. they don't go to overtime, I don't I hit the second half, but I don't hit the game. And and the things these guys can do from far away with the ball in a hole is just amazing. It's mind-boggling. They are so very good at this.
3: Well, the perfect example is uh, yesterday, if you saw the Bulls game, I'm going to go back to the Bulls game because I bet on it. Um, they, they were, it was plus eight, okay, for the Bulls. And Kobe White, with 12 seconds left, ran a, a garbage time layup to... Um, make it plus it was plus seven. So plus seven and, and whoever had the plus eight covered. So thank God I had plus eight and thank God Kobe White. Uh he probably had plus eight too. So he probably ran and did that layup. <laughs> That's really the quick, only
0: reason you know? he ran to that well, layup, Well you know what in, For it, sure.
3: in
1: football in football they kneel, right? Right. It, but but in hockey, they pulled the a goalie. So it, it don't get it gets even more intense. Basketball when 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 they stop falling and they let you dribble out the clock and you got the ball and the lead and the guy's just dribbling there, it seems like those 10 seconds take forever, Oh yeah, but it's a great feeling because you can't lose. I mean, I lost a game once where I had the ball and I had the lead and there's not enough time on the clock to just get to halftime. And my, my guy gave an offensive foul. Seven seconds left. The other team scores that I lost. So you, basketball, it's just, it really is. It's to the last minute until they give you the money at the window or they put it in your, in your account. You, you can't count on it.
0: It's not yeah, over until it's last over. Seven seconds yeah. is, is absolutely nuts. But I do, I do want to shout out to Mikey cause you, you've been on fire this past week uh, with your, with your free bets and on parlay and everything like that. And for those of you who don't know, and I can't imagine how you wouldn't at this point, cause we promote mm-hmm. them every single day, <laughs> but Mikey bets, you can sign up for a membership at bellyupfantasy.com slash MikeyBets. He's got weekly, monthly, yearly, and we even have a promo code right now. If you just do promo code MikeyBets, you get half off of your membership. I'm telling you, you're going to win money at the end of the day. It's a great investment. Uh, this man's been on absolute fire. And even your free bets that people could even just go to uh, have been winning people money as well. And that's, if that's how good your free bets are, think about what it would be if you actually signed up and get a nice lineup card from this man. So everyone go ahead over to Belly Up Fantasy dot com slash Mikey Betts and sign up for that membership service because it's worth it. You're going to be cashing at the end of the day. And Dan, I rem- I pre- re- appreciate but it.
1: you got to remember what you're doing. You're saying, hey, I have kids. I have a wife. I have a girlfriend. I mean, I taught my son how to get our cable TV on his phone with the app. And so because I'm not putting the Laker game on, dude, I'm not watching the Laker game. I'm watching <laughs> my you. game. It's my game. <laughs> it's not your game. It's my TV. You're not paying the, the, the TV bill. And so now I have the ability to sit and watch movies with my wife, but have the game on my phone and it saved the marriage. But if you don't have the time for handicapping, (laughs) if you don't have the time for handicapping, you hit Mikey up because he has the time. That's the the difference. That's the difference. He's making the time. He may not have it, but he's making the time to do the work. You know?
3: And that's what I'm saying. And if you guys want to check the testimonies, they speak for themselves. A lot of my uh, clients and a lot of my people that – have the membership they're really excited and they really they text me and they're like, oh my gosh i can't believe we did this i can't believe we did it and it's like yeah dude just just keep going for the memberships keep trying and uh and we'll, we'll all, all they make really, some money together well, all they have
1: to do is go like this on their phone with their finger on yeah. your twitter on your twitter account
3: exactly and look at
1: and all the winners you're giving out just for free
3: exactly exactly the free plays have been banging dude i'm telling you it's 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 been amazing and uh and that
1: and we know and if uh, in case you don't know this that's not always the case guys sometimes you could be 7 and 8 or 7 and 1 you you go 7 on 8 7 and 1 and the son of a gun the one pick you gave out is the loser
3: Dude yeah sometimes that's, that's, that's just how it is that's yeah. just how it is you know and um you just got to pick your winners. You got to pick your losers. And luckily I have more winners than losers. So if you guys want to check that out, you guys know where to go. Like Dan said, uh, belly up fantasy slash Mikey And we can all make some money. I like to say we turn the peanuts into peanut butter, but, uh, to, to what everybody likes to say, that's, that's their own. Yeah,
1: you know? That's fine. If you don't have any food hours, but yeah, I got you... to, I got to throw one thing in here only. Cause when you were doing the B, the B U S R, uh, spot, I, I you mentioned the horse racing. Now I don't know if you guys talk about it at all, but I'm a horse player. The it's that time of year. It's starting to be that time of year. The the first weekend in March to the first weekend in May. I think you
0: hear it, Chaz? It's, it's, you you talk about stuff uh, like no.
1: That. You're right. It's it, it's the really the best time of year to be horses because you, you see a lot more horses. They're babies. Don't get me wrong. They you know they just turned three, so they're babies. But it's it really is. It's a great opportunity to make money because. You Get a lot of horses, so you get better odds, and you can catch those exact as yeah. And you don't get, you know, think of what you got to do in horse racing to for twelve dollars to win twelve hundred dollars.
3: Oh, yeah, you almost
1: can't do that in in, in sports betting unless you hit a I don't know, you got to have an eight teamer or something.
0: Uh, Speaking of Chaz, what what are you looking at for tomorrow, my man, or in general? Well,
1: and, and again, because he had mentioned some of the games, so so I looked at like New Orleans, they've been over in nine of their last 10. So that's the first thing that jumps out at me. And then the next thing would be why. And we talk about this with your guys in your fantasy. You actually go one more level down than I. I'm going to say, why are their games going over? And do some research. There's really two reasons, right? You stink on defense or you're good on offense. And sometimes it's a combination of both. And that's when I'll try to avoid them. If if you went over 10 in a row, but half of the times it's because you you gave up a crap load of points, but the other half you were not giving up points and scoring, but you were scoring points, and that's how it went over. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for a team that is like Cleveland and just can't even wipe their own butt. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for. They're oh and ten. They're 0 and 10. So, and the, these games are two. The first two games, that Boston game and, and Thunder game, they're like money line games, right? Two points. You can go yeah. money line. A, a team that hasn't won since January, I'm just going to keep betting against them until they beat me two out of three times. You got to be, you got to screw me more than once. You screw me once, I'm okay. The second time, you're dead to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Pretty serious. Oh, yeah, Um, it's
1: my money, man.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. The only problem for me with betting in the NBA this year has been that it's been so mediocre for the – like basketball-wise, just playing-wise. I I don't think that it's been really good basketball. And um, a lot of people say, like, oh, do you think it's a little bit more competitive? I really don't think so. I just think the, that the chemistry is off and the way that they're playing is just not that good. You look at the Bucs, the Bucs are 17 and 13 right now. That's almost a 500 record. And and they're almost at the same position as the Knicks, who are 14 and 16. They're only a couple of games off. And that is a third-place to seventh-place drop. So it just shows you how mediocre basketball is going right now. And it makes it a little bit more difficult for the games and the predictions to be made. But we're making them and um, – and, uh, I think that this year is the season of the underdogs. A lot of underdogs are winning more money than, um, winning people more money than ever in the NBA this year. It's been insane. If you bet $100 in the past, $100 on each underdog in the past two months, you'd be up $4,200 right now. So, I mean, there you go. It just shows you that it's the season of the underdogs and it's the seasons of mediocrity and (laughs) I guess um, 500 play.
0: So, well, I mean, and that's really part that the off season. What's up? You guys attribute that to the offseason.
3: Uh, yeah, exactly. A,
0: well, Dude, a year, exactly. a year and a half. It's been a
1: year and a half. If you think about it, those guys for a year and a half have been out. There's some guys that are in their second year in the league. They don't know what a normal basketball season is. They've right. never had one. And right. so you got it. You got to give them that. You really have to give them the benefit of the doubt. It's tough. But the other aspect is that that the house advantage. Remember, we're just guys trying to take money from billion-dollar corporations. That's what we're trying to do. And we do it
0: through our account Sorry, on our chance. phone. Make it sound like Robin Hood. I like yeah, that. right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh, and, hey, and, wait,
3: wait, 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 wait. Not Robin Hood, but Robin No, though. No, right, right, there. right. With uh, the, yeah, feather. Yeah, yeah. the guy yeah, with the feather. Not. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Not, not the guy at the Senate hearing. Right, exactly. <laughs> so what we're looking at is they know that they can go with 13 and a half, 14 and a half, 15 and a half. Mm-hmm. And the people that are betting favorites, because that's what the public loves to do favorites in the over, they'll go with that. So that's what I think Mikey is seeing that because of the fact that they can get away with two, three points and the, how many basketball games you lose by a half a point, never mind two or three, you know?
3: Exactly. Oh, yeah.
0: It drives me nuts. It drives me I mean, You're talking about that Warrior Heat game. That, that game killed me, but I am actually going be to bet the win back because uh, Heat right now are up nine points and I only need them to keep it within three. So that's looking pretty good for me right now. I'm kind of watching that game while you guys are talking about that. Yeah. I I do want to talk about the NBA though, because like, like you said, Mikey, betting on the underdog has been the way to go. And I, I like the fact that you brought up or people asking the question, is it more competitive? And my response to that is more being more sloppy does not make you more competitive does not make it a, a better product. Uh, and Chris, you're a big expert on on this subject. What have you seen so far?
2: I think they both are all, um kind of hit on the on the big points. Uh, I think the offseason has definitely played a part of why teams are kind of playing uh sloppy out there. Not don't have very much of a vibe going. I think there's a big part you see really differences is just not focus on defense. Um, I think that's why when the ball is falling, uh, you know. They were talking about the bets before and kind of following the Cleveland and Oklahoma and seeing how, how teams are kind of the balls falling in the hole and not going in the hole. And I think that's been the big difference. When teams are making their shots, they're winning. When they're not, they're losing. The only team that plays defense pretty much has been the Lakers, and they've been sitting at the top pretty much most of the season as a result. And um, and the Knicks
3: and the, and the Knicks.
2: Knicks. Well, I'm going to get to the i gonna get to your Knicks as well. Tibbs <laughs> is known for being a defensive play a person, while all the other teams are moving more in the direction of trying to be offensive-minded, the next one defensive-minded, and have been benefiting as a result of it. I mean, However,
1: it. I, I'm, not, I'm not a basketball better big time. I, I dabble in... A, you know, a, yes, I would bet on cockfighting. I would. If I was in a place that the guy came back and he said, do you want any action? I'd poke out some pesos, and I would go with the bigger chicken. I really would. But with basketball, it's amazing in the NBA. what You don't see, because I watch a lot of basketball... And the fundamentals with the, the, even the, the girls in college is so much better. But with the NBA, they shoot the ball and there's four of the other colored jerseys under the net. There's not even anybody near. So if they don't put it in, Chris, it's a rebound the exactly. other way. They don't even get a second exactly.
2: chance. Exactly. And it's because there's long rebounds and kickouts and it's just basket after basket. And, like, and you're seeing the like teams when they turn the ball over, or they're not making their shots. There doesn't matter how good they are, they lose. And I think that's where you're really seeing. The difference between the old school basketball you talk about getting knocked down you know knocked down going to the basket and today's basketball today he's going more and more offensively and i think that you see the same thing in football a lot um you're going to see some breakdowns of fundamentals as a result
0: well i was going to say is one thing that we've learned from the pandemic and the lack of off seasons between football now and basketball and we'll see what happens with baseball along the way and hockey uh are they teaching us that if there's no off season, there's no defense? Cause that, that's kind of, if football. There was a record amount of points scored this past year. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't even close. So yep. is that what we're seeing? You need practice for defense, but you don't need as much for offense.
3: I don't think well, it's practice as much. I think it's a lot of the rules that are, that have changed to make it more offensive friendly to have these people to watch them. But um, I feel like the defensive schemes that, that these coaches are putting in it takes a lot more to process. So when you watch film, they're they're preparing for so much and you don't have that time to prepare. So you're not looking at all the plays and and everything. So you you just like there's no preparation or no ways to figure out how to break the offensive scheme um and it gives the it gives the offense more advantage to like they can they can prepare stuff and they won't see any film of it. I I guess that's that's my um that's my thoughts on that. Anybody else? I kind of think Boy. fantasy is to blame. Go ahead.
1: No, no. I was going to say, I, you know, I, I was going to say that was his two cents. He was trying to think of something. I just thought two cents. I had nothing else to say. But I, thought <laughs> two cents, <you> know?
2: <laughs> I was going to say, we're kind of the culprits of fantasy. I think that, you know, today's generations are learning more about, we care about offense, We care about scoring, we want points. So as a result, you see that's who gets paid. That's who gets rewarded. That's who gets the fame and attention. And there's more focus on that. So I don't think you're going to see some of the fundamentals and some of the defenses um, in all sports kind of start to break down as a result.
1: Well, you mentioned fantasy. So let me ask you a question during football season, when you guys are doing your draft, now I was involved with one draft one time, but it was an, it was an auto draft. So I just sat around and watched. Where do you, where do you take your defense? What, what number pick do you use for your defense? 16, I mean,
2: 16. Most scoring, Yeah, most most leagues are going to take them the last round.
1: Right, right. So there's Chris. That's what he said. Right. That's exactly. And, it. And there's
0: very few leagues out there that are, are IDP where they'll put a little more emphasis on the defensive player. But even the, those are few and far between. And, and even then, you're usually it's two or three idp players it's not a full roster it's all you know you got not at least a minimum of nine players usually speaking from a quarterback running back wide receiver tight end standpoint yeah i mean all the emphasis is on the offense we're talking about fantasy and it's become such a big industry that's why you have shows like this now where it's it's a a combination of fantasy and betting you can't have one way out the other pretty much at this at this point they go hand in hand now
1: well, and the fantasy because you can do what what Mikey said, you can you say uh, you know 15 and a half uh, rebounds yeah, and assists. Player props. Yeah, you can do that and it really allows you to to if you can get a guy that's on a roll, the only difference is once that again that house advantage kicks in, it's minus 115 Then it's minus 135. If he doesn't it enough, it's minus 170. They won't move the number, they'll move the vig so you got to if you lose twice out of 10, it's you're breaking even.
0: No, I agree with all that. So tomorrow, Mikey, you got a show tomorrow.
3: Yes, I do have a show tomorrow.
0: It's a pretty exciting interview. Why don't you talk about that a little bit?
3: Uh, I do have a, uh, I have a show tomorrow. It's called The Mikey Bet Show. You guys can find that on Spotify or Podcast One, Google Play, anywhere you can find your podcast, you can find your podcast. And there's where you find it. But I do have uh, White Sox broadcaster Len Casper coming on. Uh, former Cub broadcaster as well. And then I also have Barstool's uh, Frank the Tank coming on. And we're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk betting. We're going to talk basketball. We're going to talk literally everything. And uh, I hope you guys can check it out. It's going to be really good interview. They're really good guys. Pretty funny. Pretty funny uh frank sings us a song so that's gonna be pretty cool and i ask um i ask glenn casper if he's a bandwagon fan for going from the cups to the socks so <laughs> uh it's pretty interesting uh pretty good questions and i uh, hope everybody can check it out it'll be fun uh and that's the mikey betts show so and you guys can follow me on at real mikey Betts on twitter and instagram and uh, just check that out and I appreciate it. So, yeah,
0: that's going to be on everyone's uh favorite podcast streaming app. It's pretty much available everywhere you'd like to go, and uh, it'll be on Belly Up Fantasy Sports as well. Uh,
1: hey, I gotta ask in that town, isn't that something that can get you like death threats and stuff? gets
0: you killed,
3: <laughs> it gets you killed,
1: right? I mean, they, they, I know my, my wife's for Pushing Chicago up Daisies the if you yeah, exactly. You like the Cubs or you like the you know, it's not like that in New York. In, in New York it's they don't threaten you. They just, you know, they're just rude.
3: So I have uh <laughs> I don't know if you guys know Dave Kaplan. He's he works with uh, ESPN 1000 in Chicago and uh, I'm actually going to have him on my show as well. But uh he's a flipper. He he went from the Cubs to the White Sox because they're doing good. So, you know, it's just like little stuff like that we like to to mess around with them and it, it's just funny, you know. So, um it turned into like a Turned into like a don't you dare walk down this this street with a Cubs jersey to like oh haha you know it's like a, it's like the the Packers Bears rivalry it went from like you know what's wrong with you to like haha you're a Packers fan I'm a Bears fan you know but it's just friendly now kind of sad I kind of miss when it was uh, that's the, all
0: sports that's not that's yeah. not just, just no the, I I the remember the seeing an, an interview Apple, with an old time guy uh,
1: this old time guy said about how they go out with each other after the game and they go to dinner and stuff. Because Man, we would spit on them as they drove by in their car, I'm, saying, I'm saying
3: wimps. What happened to this? I don't know. Whatever. I'll keep my mouth shut on that. No, <laughs> on it's, that it, it, it really
1: it, it became business. It really did. It became business.
3: Exactly. Real
0: quickly though, Mikey, do you have any futures on baseball yet?
3: <sighs> Yankees? Just out of curiosity or the White? I'm a Cubs fan, so whatever. But I do like the White Sox. Hey, uh, I I really think that they're they're special this year. They can. They can build a lot, and they have a lot of uh, their bullpen is pretty strong as well. So I would watch out for them. And then, obviously, you can never sleep on the Yankees, and you can never sleep on the Dodgers. But um, I am a Cubs fan first, always. And um, how's that
0: feel? It's
3: okay. Why'd you have to bring that up, man?
0: <laughs> uh, just a little dig.
1: Just
3: a little. Yeah, dig. but they yeah, had, they had
1: a pretty good run there.
3: They did. They had, they had a, a great run. run. I don't know. And they, the interview. They're like, "Oh, they're gonna be great. We're gonna be great this year." So I, I don't know. But um, I am, a, I'm a Yankees fan second. So uh, that's how it is. Uh, always for me, I was Chicago fan first, New York's fan second. Uh, a lot of people don't agree with it, but <laughs> whatever. So yeah, that's what it is. I like the Yankees and the Sox getting the World Series. And I'm not just saying that because of my biasness. I'm saying that because of uh, how the teams are this year and how the uh, how everything's gonna play out. So.
0: I like it. I like it. Yeah. yeah. That's at real Mikey bets. Make sure you give him a follow on Please. Twitter. Check out his show Appreciate tomorrow. Uh, Chris, you can find him. You're going to find Chris with me uh, quite a bit over the next upcoming weeks, especially when my show MD Sunday football show comes back March 19th. Uh, we're going to get him all set up where he'll be more accessible to you guys pretty soon. And then of course we have Mr. Chaz Vlardi, which is where our championship footballs.com giveaway comes from for the DC's DFS challenge tournament on DraftKings. Again, Hit the comment in the link in the comments below on Facebook or on Twitter. But Mr. Chaz, uh, give me something you're working on. I know you're on Thursday nights for worldwide sports radio network and where to find you. Yeah, uh,
1: we're, we have a lot of fun. And just like you guys and Mikey was talking about his guys we're Texans. So like today. Wes sent me over, uh, hop on the over in the Pittsburgh Islander game, who 0 0. So I took three and a half and four and a half, and they both won. So we, we have a lot of fun, but it's sports is where you can always find our last show. Now, we do have an issue with our last contest winner. He has still not sent in the picture. So you guys know first you got to win, then you got to get picked, right? Then you okay. got to send in a picture with the football because we use that on our website for marketing. It's championshipfootballs.com, the coolest present that will open that day, guaranteed.
0: Absolutely. And you can always find me at belly up M D F F show also at belly up fantasy. Again, like I said, the MD's will Show will be back March 19th. Of course we'll be back next Saturday at nine 30 to give you more DFS lines, give you more bets for your weekend to help you guys win some money. Make sure you follow us along. We've got player news notifications going out at belly up fantasy for NBA and hockey. And of course at belly up MDF show covers everything happening in the NFL, which is going to be picking up really, really soon in the next couple of weeks, a lot of moves already kind of, being made over the past couple of weeks with Carson Wentz trade and Sean Jackson being released and a lot of things going on there in Philadelphia. So make sure you check us out for that and follow us along on social media. Chaz, as you always like to say.
1: Always be cashing, guys.
0: Take it easy, everybody. See you
1: guys.